I'd like to avoid people as much as possible. The same goes for avoiding meaningless conversations. I've never once wanted to spend time with people, or talk to them. People that act like their uninvited goodwill is a favour and get manipulative when they don't get the reaction they wanted. The interaction is always just one-sided. But he's different. When we're together, I feel so deeply immersed in him that I forget to be conscious of myself and just act on instinct. Could it be because it fits my ideals so perfectly? It's as if all the fine lines that make up his body were woven together perfectly, almost as if he was someone's carefully designed masterpiece. The lines of his face were as sharp and smooth like they were defined by a chisel. I can still feel his skin against my palms, and beneath it, the firmness of his bones and muscles, his skin was cold yet soft to the touch. He fits so nicely in my hands. Everywhere that I could feel his pulse seemed to radiate with a smell I couldn't get enough of. Beyond the bitter smoke of his cigarette and its toxic, burning scent was a subtle sweetness I couldn't resist. I want to hear more of his smoke-filled sighs and his deep voice. The feeling of him beneath my fingertips is as vivid as ever. No matter what his conditions for me were, I would never, never have been able to refuse. I wish I could touch him just a bit longer, because I know I won't ever find another perfect person as perfect as him. <laughs> no, no es amor. Lo que tú sientes se llama obsesión. And for my very personal experience, this kind of premise only leads to doom, despair, and utter disaster. But let's not succumb to it yet, and au contraire, let's just soak in the moment and the lustful beauty that is under the green light by Jax. Though before going any further, we should probably do our disclaimer because we really need it today. So, disclaimer. This content is intended for mature audiences only. It can contain strong language, sexual references, and mention of violence. Listener discretion is advised. I am your host, Ellie, presenting to you... DMB, Season 2, Episode 9, Under the Green Light, where love is the drug. And yes, it is a quote from Sucker Punch, one of the best movies ever made. You're welcome. <coughs> and this is the moment where the jingle should be. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Oh, this jingle. It's amazing. Best thing in the world. And hopefully one day we'll be a bit more professional in three, two, one, invisible just hands. Now, before anything else, I think it is only fair and reasonable for us to talk for a minute about that green light so largely mentioned everywhere in the title and everywhere else of this webcomic. Now you see, it can have two interpretations in my opinion and both valid. Because, of course, my opinion is superior to anything. I mean, we are in my domain, so yes. Uh, now, the first one, and more obvious, of course, is the referral. Is it the right term? I am... Well, it it refers... Let's just say it like that. It refers to the emergency exit light that can be seen on top of the door of Matthew's art studio. The second one, my personal favourite, refers to the fact that Matthew has green eyes. And when I say green eyes, I mean very, very piercing green eyes. Did I say grey before? I'm not too sure, but I meant to say green, okay? To make it short then, what does under the green light mean? 
judging by what I said just now, I'd say it's pretty obvious. Number one, it's a clear statement about the fact that the boys are gonna have plenty of action on that lovely sofa, obviously positioned under that same green light. That's the only source of light. And I said light one too many times, I'm getting very annoyed. So, yeah, the only source of light in that shabby studio. However, my favorite version involves Matthew's eyes. Those captivating green eyes, those expressionless eyes that seem to never let go of Jean's sight, not even for a second. They clearly are the green light that is always capturing Jean's attention like a moth to the flame. Ah, I am such a poet today. But where does this insane obsession from both parts come from? Let's find out. To give it, to give it a bit of context, as usual, our story follows the lives of high-ranking criminal Jean and sculpture student prodigy Matthew. Their first encounter, but bear in mind, is not a really first, first, first one. But anyway, seems one of those things straight out of a telenovela. While on his shift at the coffee shop, Matthew spots Jean standing outside and decides that he has to be his model for his school project. And bear in mind, it can't be no one else, apparently, because Jean is the most beautiful man Matthew has ever seen. And yeah, okay, well, yeah, he is very handsome, so... I get what the boy is trying to do. Now, it's not as much sale in the beginning, but all's well what ends well, and they manage to find a middle ground. Jean will go every Friday to Matthew's studio to be his model, and Matthew will pay him with his body, of course. Because I forgot to mention before, Jean is a man of many addictions, one of them being sex. Yeah, you guessed it right. Now, Matthew's clumsiness and inexperience becomes extremely exciting for him after a few times of mediocre performances, so it is fair to say that business transforms pretty quickly into pleasure. And not only his pleasure, I might add, because those Matty scenes are supreme. Mm -hmm. But bear in mind, my beautiful friends, pleasure can quickly transform into something dark and scary if your interest mutates into insane obsession towards the other person involved. Which, unfortunately, is exactly what we are witnessing with Matthew. Now, contrarily on what's going on with Jean, where we see our man getting, um, let's say, a bit better thanks to this relationship, I mean, for one, when they are together, he can have a decent night's sleep, which is really important for one's health, right? And seems like sex with Matthew is so good, he doesn't really need drugs to feel pleasure no more. But yeah, what happens with Matthew is a downward spiral of suspicion and self-destructive slash obsessive thoughts. <sighs> well, to be fair, we should have realized that he had those kind of tendencies at the moment when he told us the story about how he started sculpture. You don't remember? Let me refresh your mind for a second here. From what he told us, and we have to take his word for granted, right? There was a time where he was at the orphanage and one of the boys had a bunny, okay? The boy never allowed Matthew to touch the bunny. And Matthew became so obsessed with it, he decided to make one out of clay so that he could keep it all for himself and it would never, never change forever. What the fuck have I just said? But you get the gist of it, right? Now... Nothing weird so far, you want a bunny, you just make one for yourself, fine. Okay, the boy's talented, but, well, uh, if we leave out the fact, of course, that after a while, the real bunny died. And yes, you guessed it right. It seems that the culprit is none other than our favorite green-eyed sculptor here. 
I mean, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> I don't know about you, but this to me screams loud and clear. If I cannot have something, then surely no one else will. Jean, my man, if you hear the alarm ringing, as we all are in this moment, in your ears, mm -hmm, run. Just run, run. I'll pay the taxi fare for you, don't worry. Just run, okay? But of course, he will not. And character-wise, it is completely understandable. Just think about it for a second, okay? Think about it for a second. Hear me out. Not only you are a sex addict, but also sex doesn't seem to satisfy you as it used to, okay? And then all of a sudden, not only you manage to find, or you are found in this case, somebody who is completely lost in his utter devotion towards you and would do anything you wish for, okay? Anything you wish for. That same somebody is also a beauty to die for, and his dick is gigantic, like massive. Like when you look at it, it could easily be the size of my arm. To top it all off, he's clumsy in his wakes in new desires you thought you'd never crave. And on top of it, even more, you don't need to pop up the usual pills to feel good, because he is more than enough. As I said, character-wise, you'd keep the said person close to you for as long as it takes. Sure, you always feel a sense of uneasiness at the back of your head, but again, it won't be enough to let it go just yet. And speaking of uneasiness, I'd like to talk about Matty's eyes once more before we wrap this up. And Perrette, <clears throat> the comic, knows what I'm about to talk to. <laughs> what I'm talking about, okay? So we are all aware. He said so. So, as I said before, we have to take his word for granted, right? So we are aware that he wears glasses because he, people have told him that he is a bit expressionless and then scares those around him, okay? However, what you might have not noticed is the poster with all the various emotions and ways to express it that he put up in his studio. Sure, he is an art student and as such he probably needs it as a tool for his work. However, my sixth sense is telling me that that's not the case. In fact, I think that's like a daily reminder for him on how to look brackets open and close normal for lack of better term and well i guess we will discover it once the flashback episodes will begin and you know me <laughs> i do like soft and fluffy but i'm also all about a tragic and morbid backstory mm -hmm. now we already had a hint during the last few chapters and yeah i can't really wait to taste more and as for a happy ending i doubt it will ever happen in here but let me tell you I'm willing to accept that this time. Yes, I am willing. I am willing and I will not change my mind about it. This comic is so good. I am ready to take everything it throws at me. I am ready. I am ready. I just hope to have the right amount of tissues when the time comes. I hope you do as well because, yeah, it's not going to be nice. It's not. It's not. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I am an expert now. It's going to be horrendous. <clears throat> And with that being said, it is a wrap on the ninth episode of DMP. You guys, I am actually shocked we are reaching the end of season two already. But don't panic. This is not a farewell. It'll only be a goodbye until January because I need a break and Christmas is coming. So it's probably the best time to do so. I'm going to spend time with my family. You're going to spend time with your family. So from my family to yours, Merry Christmas. We'll see everybody else in January. 
which is the best month of the year because it's my birthday as well. So, yes. Anyways, if you liked today's episode, as per usual, don't forget to download it, share it, and spread it far and wide until the end of the earth. And please, do remember that I love you always and appreciate you for always sticking with me until the end. Whatever I do, I do for you. And I hope you always enjoy what I'm putting together for you. I am trying my best. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't show all the time, but I am trying my best here. I'm hanging on a thread and I am trying. Now, I will see you next week for another fantastic episode of DMB. But in the meantime, stay awesome, take your vitamins, and don't forget to engage in kinky consensual activities. That is the most important part. Bye!